Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So as we go today through Acts chapter 6, uh, verses 8 through 15, it's important to remember the beginning of Acts chapter 6, because at the beginning of Acts chapter 6, and if you didn't listen to the podcast uh, episode yesterday, you should go on and listen to it just so you kind of know what we're getting at. But the, the purpose of the episode yesterday in Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, is the apostles are, are letting, um, they're letting people fall through the cracks. And what I mean by that is the church is growing so fast that certain Hebrews, uh, their widows are getting treatment over the Hellenistic Jews. And we talked about what that is a little bit yesterday. And so so basically, the church is growing so fast, they just can't manage it fast enough. And so at the beginning of Acts chapter 6, the apostles say, hey, look, we're, we're called to preach the word. We're called to teach the word. We need to appoint people to help us in serving the church members, to, to help us in serving those who are placing their faith and trust in Christ. And so really, it's kind of the first deacons that we see set up. And we talked about yesterday that there is a role for each believer in the body of Christ, that your role might not look like my role, and my role doesn't look like someone else's role, that there's individual, specific, God-ordained roles. And so that's what we kind of see at the beginning of Acts chapter 6. And one of those guys mentioned in uh, the beginning of, of chapter 6, verse uh, 5, is a man named Stephen. And now the interesting thing with Stephen is immediately in Acts chapter five or Acts chapter 6, verse 5, it lists all of the other deacons, but but, but Stephen gets kind of an added on um, introduction, I guess you could say. In verse 5, it said, They chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say that about any other guy. And so Stephen kind of gets a little addition. And the reason why it's getting an addition is because really the rest of chapter 6, and as we're going to see in the next few episodes over the next few days, chapter 7 is all about Stephen. And Stephen kind of becomes a big deal in the local church. And so let's just read verses 8 through 15 and, and talk about it for just a second as we learn a little bit more about Stephen. It says this, Stephen, full of grace and power, was performing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some from what is called the Freedmen Synagogue, composed of both Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and some of Sicily and Asia, came forward. I just said Asia, so weird. Asia. <laughs> Asia. Sorry about that. Came forward and disputed with Stephen. But they were unable to stand up against his wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. So again, this is just really, really cool. A few chapters ago, Peter and John were speaking, and everyone was amazed because they were uneducated man or uneducated men, but they were speaking so well. The same thing's happening here too. The, the Holy Spirit is giving Stephen just incredible power to speak. And, um, and these guys are amazed by it and they really can't combat the wisdom that he's coming at them with. So look at verse 11. It says, then they persuaded some men to say, we heard him speaking blasphemous words against Moses and God. They stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes so that they came, dragged him off and took him to the Sanhedrin. They also presented false witnesses who said this man does not stop speaking blasphemous words against his holy place and the law. And when they say this holy place, they're talking about the temple there. For we heard him say that Jesus, this Nazarene, will destroy this place and change the customs that Moses handed down to us. And all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like the face of an angel. 
And so again, we, this has kind of been a theme of Acts that we've been hitting on um, a, a few times already is uh, there's opposition to the truth. And so gospel proclamation and gospel living does not exclude someone and it does not shelter someone from opposition and hardship. Man, man Stephen is faithfully proclaiming truth. He's, he's faithfully pursuing the gospel and, and reaching people for the Lord and doing all these incredible things. And yet here, and he's being accused of some pretty intense stuff. They're taking Stephen's words, they're taking Jesus' words, and they're twisting them against him. And so Stephen is directly under attack here and facing opposition for simply living out a gospel-centered life. Um, so, so I think it's just good to remind ourselves of this theme that happens in Acts, is that opposition um, most always, I guess you could say, maybe not always, but often will follow gospel-centered living, that people are going to be opposed to things of the gospel. And so that's what's happening here, even with Stephen. He's he's saying good things and he's leading people to the Lord. He's seeing a lot of success, right? I mean, he's seeing a lot of people come to know him. He's doing signs and, and wonders and all these amazing things, but there's still opposition that's at hand. So they're twisting all these words, but, but I think it's worth um, noticing what happens in verse 15. It says in verse 15 that all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin as they're testing Stephen, is they're accusing him. All of those in the Sanhedrin looked intently at him and saw that his face was like an angel. So this is pretty incredible, right? I mean, he's being um, being accused, being falsely tried, and yet he doesn't have a look of distress on his face. Um, it doesn't look crazy on his face or anything like that. He just has the face of an angel. It's it's kind of the picture of incredible peace and, and just something is different about him. And I think it's worth, I know we're running short on time here, but just bear with me for just a second. I think it's worth going to read Philippians 3, 8 through 11. So Philippians 3, 8 through 11, listen to what Paul writes in verse 10. And I hope you read the passage around it, but I'll just read verse 10 for the sake of time. It says, my goal is to know him, that's Christ, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. So so Paul is saying this, I want to know Christ and, and even know him in the same way that suffering brings about. But he says this, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. That there is something unique about Christian suffering that unites us to the person of Jesus. That there's something unique about the Christian suffering that that unites us with Christ. And so Christian, as you suffer, and listen, I don't mean suffer um, just like you spilled coffee on your shoe or um, you suffered because you didn't study for a test and you had to take a test, right? I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as you suffer for the sake of the gospel, if you're faithfully living a gospel-centered life and people oppose you, t- take hope. Take hope because there is something unique about Christian suffering that unites us with the suffering of Christ. And, and just as Christ obtained resurrection from the dead, because he obtained that, we will obtain that as well. So in the midst of suffering, take hope just as Stephen does here. And we're going to look more at Stephen in tomorrow's episode. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, and we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.